In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maundy Thursday. Our reading from John tonight says, During supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands and that He had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off His outer robe, and tied a towel around Himself. Then He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Later he says, love one another as I have loved you, so you are to love one another. Foot washing in Jesus' day was common, unlike in our day. I guess it's common in our day, but we do it privately in our, our washrooms, showers, bathtubs, jacuzzis. But it would happen frequently before a meal in Jesus' day. The master or rabbi uh, was typically not the one to wash people's feet. Verse 2 tells us that the meal had already started. The meal was already underway during supper. Jesus, the master rabbi, decided to get up To wash feet, this would have been a record scratch moment. You see, it was common that the person with the lowest status would wash feet. A servant, a slave, a child, a woman. And for the master or rabbi Jesus to wash disciples' feet, it's unprecedented in the literature we have at this time. There's no other examples of this that we have found. And it would have been shameful. All 12 would have felt, would have taken it personally. Maybe mad at the other person for not doing it, but also mad that because they didn't do it, Jesus had to. It was one of the most menial tasks Right, Because uh, when you're walking in Birkenstocks in, in cities with no sewers, things get a little messy. Dirt, garbage, refuse, excrement. That no one had done it shows that none of the disciples was willing or able to take the position of the lowest, which was a common theme with the disciples, right? This is a common theme. So Jesus did it, and how? Why? Well, I want to talk a little bit tonight in the 50 minutes or so that we have for the sermon about five, five minutes, too many zeros, too many zeros. Um, When power is hierarchy and control, you pay people to wash feet. You buy people to wash feet. Your power is accounted by how few times you have to wash, not others' feet, your own. But when power is love, you wash the feet of those who follow you. 
Verse 3, John gives us a window into why Jesus washed his feet. John says, knowing the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was returning to God. Those of you who have been around the table for a while know that we talk a lot about that the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ is about securing and resolving created needs that we have. We talk about them as significance and belonging and security. Listen to these phrases again. Knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, significance, that he had come from God, belonging, and he was returning to God, well, through a cross, but there's security there. The cross isn't the final say. This is about, I would suggest, how power works in the kingdom of God. Love is kingdom power. When every question of significance, belonging, and security is resolved and accounted for, when you know all significance has been delivered into your hands, and you know from whom you came, and that death cannot threaten your life, you are free to love. Love is the obvious, essential choice, the only choice, really. Jesus, in this moment, is a fully alive human, free. And love is a person fully alive. I want to contrast this as we close with the power of, that we've been talking about all in, the power of mammon. We spend a lot of time talking about it because it works differently than washing feet. Because mammon is a power in our world, it has a logic that runs contrary, even in opposition to love. Mammon makes claims on our lives, religious claims that demand our devotion and our attention and our time. Because Mammon doesn't have time to wash feet. Too busy acquiring and accumulating to do that. Mammon is devoted to currying favor, to future profit, to doing whatever it takes now for the big payoff then. Mammon is focused on maximizing ROI. What gets me ahead? What gets me the most bang for my buck? There's no reason for mammon to wash feet. It's embarrassing. Offensive. Waste of time. Mammon doesn't wash feet. It opens a foot washing enterprise that offers the best foot washing experience money can buy for those who can pay for it. And finding foot washers who will do the most washing for the least wages. Mammon doesn't wash feet. It sues the subordinates who refuse to do the job before the meal. Maybe fires them. Mammon doesn't wash feet. Creates a hierarchy based on how clean your feet are. Mammon doesn't wash feet. Mammon polices feet. Creates policies of feet hierarchy. Legislates the amount of time that can pass before someone volunteers to wash feet during a meal. Creates ordinances and industry standards about how to wash and how not to. And enforces all of this with violence and the threat of impoverishment. But mammon ain't the operating system of Christ in his kingdom. Because here at this table, love washes feet.
undeserving, dirty, entitled feet, embarrassed, calloused, unkempt feet, poor, hidden, tired feet. All things have been delivered into love's hands, and love uses all those things to wash feet. This Monday, Thursday, beloved, may we do what Christ does. Learn to trust that our hands are full of more significance and authority than we can ever imagine. That we belong to the creator of the universe. And that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Not death or famine or persecution. And in that power, that love, serve each other with grace and humility. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.